I'm Leslie Torres. And I'm Bronna Marks. And together we co-host West Coast Mix and Bounce. For all things West Coast NBA. That's right. We cover the Lakers, Clippers, Warriors, and yes, the Kings and the Suns. When there's something good to talk about. We have a new and fun episode every two weeks where we break down the craziest headlines in the NBA that pertain to the West Coast teams. We are such a niche podcast that you won't find anywhere else. I mean, two girls with experience in the field talking West Coast basketball. Um, yeah, you want to listen. This is West Coast Mix and Bounce brought to you by LAFB Network. Welcome back. Uh, it's your girl, Bronna, and I'm with Leslie. And we are talking about the Lakers winning the championship. I'm so excited. We are. We <laughs> finally, are. finally, the Lakers did it in six. Uh, they were able to get it done. It was a little shaky there for a little bit. Um, but they got it, 17th title, tied with the Celtics for most NBA championships. Um, LeBron got his four-time MVP. We're going to talk about it all. So y'all just sit back, relax, let's chat. Uh, we're going to start with game one. Going to break it all down for you. The Lakers took game one, 116 to 98. Um, now there are, LeBron's teams are actually one and eight in game ones in the finals. Uh, but not this game. This game was different. They came out on fire, and they did not come to play. So, Leslie, how would you feel about game one? I liked everything about game one. It was kind of how I expected the whole series to go, and it kind of didn't. But still, I was happy with it. Um, the Lakers, they came out really hot. They were ready. They were, yeah. like, tasting the championship. You could almost feel it because compared to the other games in the series, this was, I think, the first time they won game one like this whole playoff, I mm -hmm. think. So you can tell they really mm -hmm. wanted it, especially Anthony Davis. He was ready. He dominated game one with 34 points, nine rebounds, and five assists. So I think it kind of went as perfect as it can go for game one. Let's see, what else do I have here? LeBron James had 25 points, 13 rebounds, and nine assists. So also their defense was on point. Um, they're keeping the heat below 100 points, so that was really well done. And then um, the Lakers also out-rebounded the heat 54-36, to so that's a lot as well. Especially for a finals game and in the playoffs, I couldn't have gone any better. Yeah, uh, I totally agree with all of that. I think they brought the best out of themselves for game one and kind of set the tone of how they were going to look um, just, you know, throughout this series. And they had a lot of rest. They were one of the only teams to, you know, come into the series. They, I think they won every other series within five mm -hmm. or something like that. So they were well-rested. So I don't think it was a surprise that they won game one. Like I said, it was definitely a little shaky because the Heat came out on fire. You know, uh, Jimmy, Jimmy finished with 23. He kind of hobbled around with the ankle injury. Uh, Kendrick Nunn finished with 18, Hero 14, Jay Crowder 12. So, you know, they're big starters. Everybody had over 10 points. Yeah. Um, and they look good. It looked good. Uh, the only thing, the thing that sucked was that they they lost two big stars. Mm. Uh, Goran Dragic left in the second quarter with a torn ligament in his foot, and then Bam went down 
uh, with a left shoulder strain in the third quarter. So it was like, oh, no, like, is this going to be a sweep? Or are they going to be able to pull it together? Uh, but they did. And in game two, they didn't win. The Heat didn't win, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, they were still there. And also, to note, in game one, the Lakers had 15 three-pointers. Yes. They were 9 of 11 yes. from three in the last 16 minutes of the first quarter. So they were coming out shooting threes, and you knew it was a problem because they're used to being in the paint. Like we always say, they're big guys. They get in the paint. They're more focused on um, getting points off of, you know, the basket. So for them to come in shooting threes, we kind of already knew that it was it, it is what it is, and the Lakers were going to take game one. So game two. Uh, the Lakers take the lead 2-0, and the first time for the Lakers to do that in a final since 1969. So they were over here breaking all kinds of records and making Kobe proud. We miss you, Kobe. Stop. Uh, LeBron, right? LeBron led the team 33 points, 9 rebounds, 8 assists. AD made 14 of his first 15 shots. He was going bat for bat. He was on it, and the team shot 51%. Uh, throughout game game two. And also, another fun fact, LeBron and AD are the first to score 32 each in the finals since Shaq and Kobe in 2002. Mm-hmm. Again, making the Lakers proud. Uh, How did you feel watching game two? What did you think like the flow of that was? I thought the Heat were going to win. I actually thought the Heat were going to win, and then they didn't. So I was like, yes. And it was actually... If I thought game one was perfect, game two was even better because they kind of executed the game as how I imagined they would do it. And um, a, like you mentioned, another great performance by the Lakers, AD and LeBron, perfect, beautiful. <laughs> LeBron finished with 33 points, nine rebounds and nine assists. And then we also had the veterans come in and step up and kind of show why we needed to have them on the Lakers team. KCP, Rondo, um, they did what they were supposed to do, and they came in clutch. So when the Lakers needed to stop a run or give, like, you know, some momentum or some hope for the team, it was them two who got them going. And then um, playoff Rondo, full effect, (laughs) 16 points, 10 assists. 10 assists, he had um, that clutch three in the third quarter that kind of, like, stopped that heat run and then continued with the momentum. So he was definitely, definitely a perfect and important um, player for the team for the Lakers and it just I am as shocking as it may sound given how um, KCP started off this season it's that it's crazy how we now relied well the Lakers relied on him so much for this series like he was on it he was shooting the threes he was um when you needed him he was there to give you the shot whether it was beyond the arc or running into the paint KCP was on it so I mean it was like a complete switch which was great, which was great. I, I enjoyed game two. <laughs> yeah, no, game two, definitely the, uh, the same vibe, same feeling. We love playoff Rondo, love him, love him from the jump since he came into the bubble. I was like, who is this Rondo? Okay, with the points and the rebounds and the, okay, I didn't know we was like this out here. Mm-hmm. Um, and if y'all didn't know, he is, I've heard stats that he's the first player to win a ring with the Celtics and the Lakers, but I also heard he's the second player, so I don't know which one's correct. But either way, he's a legend and Hall of Fame, all of that. 
great, great, amazing point guard, legendary. Uh, you know, the, the Lakers just outplayed the Heat, and the Heat honestly played almost as equally as good as them. Uh, they both mm-hmm. shot 50% from field goal sure. range, uh, between 35 and 40% from three-point. The one thing that shocked me was that the Lakers only shot 58% from free throw while the heat shot 91 percent, so that was a little weird but you know the lakers have been weird with free throws this whole year yeah, that's their <laughs> like thing. sometimes they're like they're like oh for five like for straight up like all free throws and then it's like some days they're like they're knocking down every single one yeah. so it was a little uh rough as far as the free throw line goes but they out rebounded them out assisted mm-hmm. them out blocked them out they just all down the stat line they just outdid them that leads us (laughs) um into game three oh also i wanted to note that tyler here was the youngest player to start a finals game and he's been gassed he was gassed this whole series not that he didn't show up but he's only 20 you know Mm -hmm. he has a he has such a journey to go through to grow but i think this is really a good start for him and the heat had olenic step up and score 24 points so the Heat, you could tell, I, I'm sure a lot of us weren't, weren't paying attention, but the Heat were adjusting when we weren't yeah. paying attention. Because they, they showed were. us in Game 3 what they were doing, they what were, they were yeah. trying to figure out. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Game 3, Jimmy Butler came out 40-point triple-double, wow. one of the first players ever to outscore LeBron in a, mm. in a big-time moment, like, he showed all of us, and I'm sure I could speak for the whole basketball community fans in general, that Jimmy Butler, we slept on him. I'm so sorry, <laughs> Jimmy. I'm sorry we slept on you, bro. Apologize, um, but Bob. Yeah, apologize. Yeah, <laughs> right? We apologize. My bad. My bad. <laughs> uh, he definitely showed up and said, I'm, I deserve to be in the legend, mm-hmm. you know, commentary. Like, we, don't forget about me. I'm, I'm a great player, and he proved that, like I said, the Heat were adjusting between those two games on how are they going to replace their two big stars, you know, exactly, um, yeah. Dragic and 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 Bam being out. Uh, Hero and Olenek had 17, Robinson had 13, Crowder had 12. Mm-hmm. So, and those were more points than they had scored in Game Two, and they ended up outplaying the Lakers and tired them out. How do you think those? What did the Lakers look like to you? Yeah, the the Heat definitely adjusted. They it was like. It was close-ish because the Heat would go on like runs and then they'll pull away and then the Lakers will, will like cut it down and then um but it came down to the fourth quarter and that fourth quarter run where that heat that the Heat had it was just there's nothing that the Lakers could do anymore so it was close to most of the game but the Heat just wanted it a little bit more than the Lakers obviously in game um three but it was unlike the first two games because the Lakers' three-point shooting as well did not go as planned. I feel like the first game one where they had like 15 three-pointers, that was pretty amazing within itself. And then now you have game three where they're kind of shooting more how they usually normally shoot. So um, they only made 14 out of 42. So I wasn't going to expect a huge win. But their defense still kind of kept them in the game from the heat going too far. But I mean, it ended one one fifteen one oh four, so it's kind of far. <laughs> but um, yeah. like you said, the Heat adjusted. The Lakers also adjusted because they lost that game, and then they came back to Game Four to win. So 
Butler did everything in his power to kind of hold the heat to a win and it was nice yeah. and it was honestly it was encouraging to see um butler kind of be the team leader after all of the media attention he got last season and his whole um debacle with the sixers so i mean yeah. there was a lot but i give the heat a lot of credit i give um jimmy butler a lot of credit and like you said the young guys they stepped up they came, they played with Butler, and they were like, we're not going to let you go down alone. We have to at least win one, and they won too. So <laughs> it worked out for the Heat right. in Game 3. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And like like you said, it, just, it was close, but I, one of the biggest things is when you get, you know, your star players on, on lower sides of the points, like AD being held to 15, you know the Lakers cannot win a game with their second biggest player, scoring on only 14 points you have to be exactly. more involved you have to be aggressive and he just he just looked tired and you know a little lagging <laughs> yeah. um like you said that they they didn't really shoot from the three that well 14 of 42 they had 10 turnovers in the first so it was a little rough for them it was. and every team is allowed to have their imperfections and bad <laughs> games uh but you know people and fans and lebron haters most of all oh. they're like oh they're going down and he's gonna beat them yada 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 it's like mm -hmm. all right relax it's one game we're gonna give them that game <laughs> they got it it's cool whatever for game sure. four <laughs> game four was a different story mm -hmm. lebron woke up um he had definitely more stats filled up 28 points 12 rebounds eight assists and then yes. ad stepped up in the clutchest moments hit that three with the last 40 seconds on the clock mm -hmm. um and he had 22 compared to 15 in the previous game and then kcp who we've been, we've been talking about who's been taking a big leadership role i would consider him like a number two to rondo almost like mm -hmm. rondo is definitely a facilitator and he knows how to pick up the pace on the court but i feel like kcp also gives that like shooting guard like i'm gonna add a little fire a little spice to when we're like dragging because there were plenty of lead changes throughout this entire mm -hmm. series yeah uh and i would say somebody like kcp somebody like green somebody like rondo is like i'm gonna give that extra fire when like our stars are you know trying to take some time to rest and yeah. you know with their 20 30 points etc and i think that's what really led them to win that and and go up on the series 3-1 definitely better defense overall For sure yeah um <laughs> Ironically, what what also spoke to both teams' defenses is that it was the only third. It was only the third time in NBA history that neither team scored more than like fifty points and a half of the finals. Mm, so it speaks to both teams' aggression. What do you think about that game? I mean, I'm with you. The defense was so from the Lakers side. The defense was so much better. Both teams were still competitive, still like hungry for it. But again. The Lakers were able to keep the heat below 100. So that's just, again, another like positive on their defense and how much they put into it to keep a team below 100. It's To me, it's kind of because we're used to just like shooting, 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 shooting. And to do that, mm -hmm. it kind of defines the game. And um, yeah, you're, you're right. AD finished strong. LeBron finished strong. KCP was clutch. He finished with 15 points. And he was like kind of important in the last two minutes because in the um he shot a three and then he went on the other side he like made a turnover or kind of caused a turnover to happen and then he still he pulled into the paint for another shot so um yeah super competitive both teams were super competitive 
but the Lakers were not going to go away and the Heat weren't either and it kind of just came to the last couple minutes and that's when the Lakers pulled away so I mean it kind of goes back to the thing of the, the team who wants it more is going to get it and for game four I think the Lakers got it yeah definitely definitely they they've been I mean this series overall I think is one of the best series I've ever watched in my lifetime uh you know <laughs> taking it for granted that the Heat were I don't know what six seed mm -hmm. or, or something like that they were a very low seed but they proved to a lot of people that their net and grit and their their young core and Eric Spolstra, I mean, as a coach, come on, he run two rings with LeBron and yep. D. Wade. He's not a coach to be slept on. Mm -hmm. uh, so they proved themselves tough here. Mm -hmm. And I think they're totally eligible to win a ring with the team that they have. even And, and despite the circumstances, COVID and the bubble and et cetera, uh, you know, they did what they could do and they – did that in game five they showed that they were like we're not gonna go out like this oh, you know with sure. just yeah. one win we're gonna at least force a game six <laughs> uh so and jimmy came yeah. out and he said that's what i'm gonna do this was the big game for him when he was slumped over on the sideline oh, the behind the yeah. basket tie your sure. now that didn't work to their advantage at the end of the series but for this game he came out 35 points 12 rebounds 11 assists uh, you know, all their starters had good points. Robinson, 26. I believe that was probably his highest scoring yeah. game of the series. Kendrick Nunn had 14. Bam, 13. Hero, 12. Crowder, 11. They're in sync. They were in sync. They did a really good job. And despite LeBron's 40-point game, exactly. um, it kind of ended on a sour note. <laughs> uh, Danny Green missed the three in the final seconds to, to clinch the title. And he got a lot of blame and some death threats to him and his girlfriend, which I think is one of the sickest things ever to ever do. I don't even know why that's necessary, but yeah, how did it make you feel? How did that make you feel? That was too extreme. I mean, let's let's rewind. Let's go back to the game. Everything you said on point. How can mm. LeBron finish with 40 points, 13 rebounds, and 7 assists and not win that game? That just goes to show how badly Butler and the Heat willed their way to the win, right? All right. Now we go to the last play. They could have had a chance. But honestly, if the Lakers would have played with a little bit less a little bit less errors, um, more, more pristine, more like crisp, you know, they would have not even had to be in that situation, the last-minute play. They were. They did it, okay? Danny Green missed, okay? I mean, mm. I'm, I was upset, but it's game five. It's not like a game seven, so I'm going to let it slide. But we also have to think after he missed that shot, Morris had the rebound or he had the ball in his hands and he just passed it. And that's also a mistake mm -hmm. and he's not getting death threats. Not I'm saying that he should have. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that a lot of mistakes were made and it's bad to focus on just one mistake especially when you still have other shots or attempts to win the championship and that's so horrible no one should have to receive that his fiance shouldn't have to receive that it's just it's too extra just for a game and i know how much basketball means to people and how the game means to people what a team what it means but that's just a little too extra for me like does not have is not that important it doesn't have to go that far but yeah 
I will say, I'll come to Danny Green's defense. His defense has still remained on point regardless of how he's doing beyond the arc or on offense. Like some people would be, um, some players would be disillusioned. They would give up. They would just be like, oh, sit me. I don't know. I feel like they were just like, if their shot is not going in, they would give up or they'll feel some type of way. But his shot doesn't go in. He still runs back, plays some defense. And that's kind of also been a strong point as to why he's been kept in the game. Because I know I've heard, you've seen it on Twitter as well. Why is he starting? Why is he in the game? And all this stuff. Well, it's not just because he doesn't make the three-point shots, but it's because his defense creates turnovers, creates something else on the opposite side of the court. So I will say that. I just think that that was a little bit too extreme with the death threats. And luckily, they won game six. <laughs> 106 to 93. Yeah. <laughs> luckily. Yeah, seriously. They did. They did. The Lakers pulled it together. But just to definitely pre- reflect on those last moments, I think fans and also sometimes media should be a little more realistic of how players navigate the floor in tough times. I mean, there's so much definitely. pressure on them. How are they going to figure out how to finish a game, uh, you know, without with all these outside elements, despite mm-hmm. the fact they don't even have fans, you know, they don't have like actual physical exactly. fans in arena, but they still have the noise. They still have the excitement. They still have the pressure. They 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 watch the clock. They know what's going on. And they're like, oh, LeBron should have took the shot with three defenders on him. Are you serious? Would did you would you have taken the shot? Did you play basketball two seconds of your life? <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Like yes. it's like you can't have an opinion when you don't understand what's going on, like in that game, in that moment. And I'm like, oh, MJ would have took the shot. Okay, maybe he would have. Maybe he would have missed. Nobody knows. But we don't need to have that argument because that's not what this series is about. And despite Danny Green also missing that shot. He moved up on the all-time three-point scoring list for the postseason. Danny Green's not to be slept on either. Okay, yeah. y'all got him messed up. Exactly. <laughs> He's still a great three-point shooter. Y'all forgot he won rings with the Spurs. Like, come on, let's be let's be serious. Let's not, you know, like inhale all yes. the hype. Like, this is still an amazing team. And like you said, the Lakers came back and they won it. sometimes you're damned if you do and then you're damned if you don't so it's like you're not you have to live with what choices you make and I feel if LeBron would have missed a shot everybody would be like you should have passed if he would have not passed everybody would be like you should have shot so you might as well just do whatever you feel you want to do in that moment and that's about it it's a life lesson actually (laughs) right it is it is like (laughs) F all these haters and people's with opinions do you boo <laughs> the mean, rules I are made never. up do you <laughs> exactly <laughs> they like and and despite the pressure that they were also playing in the black mama jerseys that they had been four and oh in now they're four and one and i saw a tweet a tweet that upset me it was like stop making this about kobe who else is this supposed to be about <laughs> If Kobe wasn't on the Lakers, the Lakers Girl. wouldn't be the wouldn't be the Lakers without Kobe. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, of course we're gonna make make this about Kobe's. All these opinions. Twitter be too so many, toxic. Too sometimes. many. There's too many. So and so many opinions. And, but like, I honestly, and it's it's a tough situation. I know everybody has been talking about the NBA bubble and how it was like the great equalizer, and everybody's gonna get like you know the right chance to play and to do whatever. Okay. But it's tough. Like you mentioned, they're, 
LeBron was there without his family. Many people were there without family. Just having one person or two people there is not the same as to coming home, playing at the arena, going home and flying back and forth. I think Rondo said like this one was by far the hardest one. So, and he's he's played against the Lakers, you know, when he was the Celtics. So I felt like that was a hard one. And he's talking about this bubble experience being difficult. You know, he's like, yeah. everything is not normal. Your family takes, it takes a toll on you. You're not eating the same food. Your regimen is not the same. Like everything, the, your bed is not the same bed. What if it was a crappy ass bed? Like I need my sleep. I know I do. So like imagine being a top tier athlete and not having like your own bed that you're like, so accustomed to so i mean i for some in a some kind of way yes it does equalize something but there's other things going on behind the scenes that people don't see that can affect either your level of play and what you can bring to the table and so i feel like not cut them some slack but just be more mindful that there's other things happening other yeah. things Definitely, definitely be more mindful. I think if if 2020 didn't teach us that, it's like, in in a more rougher way to say, it's like, mind your damn business. (laughs) Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, mind your business that keeps you. You have no idea what the other person is going through. So why are you going to judge them or or put your opinions on them when you have no idea what they're going through? Uh, And I, I was speaking to some people. Some people didn't even realize that the people in the bubble, nobody leaves everybody the clean the housekeepers the cleaners the chefs the trainers they all stay in that bubble that's why it's a bubble it's just them and you know the bubble gets smaller and smaller as more teams left more reporters left media left like those announcers were in there they you know couldn't be around their family so people don't understand that the lakers won like yes there's an asterisk but i agree with the more more of the argument that there's an asterisk because it's tougher to win not because mm-hmm. it's easier to win in any, in any degree. It's not easier. <laughs> I mean, uh, like you said, I I wouldn't be able to focus if I was if I didn't have the chance to at least go home and recharge and reboot with my with my people who mm-hmm. you know my support system. So that's different. And the Lakers pulled it off despite the haters, despite all <laughs> despite the expectations, despite the death of Kobe Bryant. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like. Despite all of that, and LeBron said, we all deserve our respect, and I want my damn respect, too. And I need that on a t-shirt. So if you know anybody selling t-shirts with that on there, please let me know. (laughs) When you get one, then you send me one. (laughs) I'll I'll, I'll note that. So this is our first title in 10 years. A decade, mm-hmm. 106 to 93. What were you... I mean, they really crap on the heat um they led by over 30 so at some point i was like hang i'm about to go to sleep i'm tired but i really want them i really want to watch them like yeah. you know win this championship uh how did sure. you stay focused and like what were you excited about the most throughout that game i'm not i'm not gonna lie when they had like that 36 point like lead i was mostly on twitter just retweeting stuff <laughs> and seeing what everybody else was saying because it's it was um another game like I mentioned, they kept the heat below 100, and it was kind of uncharacteristic of how the whole series has gone. The Heat were on top, the Lakers were on top, like there was always like that foot on the pedal, and then to this game, it was like surprising to see the Heat just like kind of flounder and like give up so quickly, because I mean, I had been yeah. used to seeing them being more competitive, and it, they just seemed like they were tired, and it sucks, because uh, 
you but you have to be ready for seven games if you want to be the champion so i mean it happens and then to end the first half the lakers scored 64 points meanwhile the heat had only 36 points from there on i was just like i won't be on twitter because <laughs> it just that's right. what it seemed like yeah and they could and they made runs and they tried to get close but they never really got close they never led so this was all lakers the whole game was them and um on the other hand the lakers should have been tired as well but it did not show they knew that if they let game six go there were it was going to be a disaster like you cannot go and yeah. let the heat win game six so this is the game that's like do do or die basically for them and they showed up and they did that so um i mean what else can you want from a win like they executed it to perfection they were on top of them. Their defense was on top. Their shooting was eh. But, I mean, when you have good defense like that, your shooting doesn't need to be perfect either. So, I mean, it's yeah. crazy because now they have their 17th title. They now tie with the Celtics. And they won this championship in a bubble during a pandemic. Like, that's crazy. And it's such a – exactly. It's such an emotional win. Like you mentioned, it's impossible to not – Think about Kobe Bryant and, and Gianna because it's honestly it's still fresh it's still new so I don't know what the people on Twitter were talking about but um to go and have that still like on your shoulders and still win unbelievable and then of course we have our finals MVP LeBron James <laughs> unanimous mentioned that unanimous I gotta turn around oh, y'all exactly exactly it's because it's yeah. Anthony Davis was great. Everybody else was great, but LeBron just took it to the next level, as he does for all of his like finals appearance that he's been in. He gets his fourth finals MVP, three of them with three different teams. So that's mm -hmm. one is crazy. And then he's the only player in NBA history to have four finals MVP and then have three of them be with three different teams. So that just tells you that he goes mm -hmm. to different teams and he can win, basically. Yes. He is that. He's yeah. what makes the, the team. And then you have another stat, like he's one of two players to have four or more finals MVP. And then that other player is, of course, Michael Jordan. So... To not give that man his respect is unacceptable at this point. You have no Definitely. more excuse. There's no excuse. And if you do, zero. you're just a hater. Uh, <laughs> right? I mean, the haters gonna hate and the potatoes gonna potate. Okay, that's my line. <laughs> okay. I like it. That's what that's what haters live to do to just hate. And y'all can hate all he all you want because LeBron is going to sleep yep. with his four trophies and his four rings and his four MVP trophies. A four 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 gang, okay? <laughs> so he does not care about the haters. The haters have fueled him throughout these seventeen sure. years. Y'all gotta understand this man has been in, in the game for seventeen years. In a professional game, drafted from high school. You have to respect his process and the journey that he took to just to get here. Mm -hmm. Just to get here. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And he may have not taking the same route the, the the traditional route of staying on the same team and you know representing the, the same city for 25 years whatever everybody has their own route and that's what you got to understand like mm -hmm. it does not have to that's be traditional point. or fit your expectations for yeah. it to be as legitimate as him because he is legitimate <laughs> for sure. um you know and also not to just 
you know, stack it up for LeBron, but to also stack it up for Frank Vogel as a coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, being able to coach LeBron James, AD, Rondo, these are stars. These are mega stars. And you know, and we both know that LeBron has coached himself <laughs> and coached teams. Okay? Yeah. It's so not an easy task. Yeah. It's sure. not easy. And and Frank Vogel in that last game, he switched the starting lineup. You know, he put in Alex Caruso, my mm-hmm. boy Alex Caruso. I love him. He's Both. such a hype man. <laughs> um, he's such a hype man. But but that was very agile of him to do because it made that group faster and, and smaller and kind of more competitive against the Heat because they are faster and smaller. Mm-hmm. And I bet everybody was like, yo, we want to get out of this bubble. Let's end this tonight. However we yes. need to end this, let's go. So they took Dwight out. Um, also, Dwight has such an emotional thing on Instagram, and it just makes my heart bleed. Because um, I said I this at the beginning, how he had came from all that drama and hurt and pain and stuff with the, the Lakers in Orlando. And it's ironic that he actually won with the Lakers in the Orlando. The irony, oh. I cannot. <laughs> but, um, yeah, just all these pieces to this puzzle, like all of these guys have been through something you know they mm-hmm. had some adversity and that's what frank said he said we have a phd in adversity <laughs> and yeah. they do they might as well be given one from some university in la because <laughs> they proved a lot a lot of people wrong i think there was mm-hmm. only like a 30 percent agreement that the lakers were gonna win the whole title this year 30 what 30 percent we we have talked about this like how do you just not give a higher percentage when you have a team with LeBron and AD like that that to me was just starting off was like all right well I don't know and then we've talked about it with the Clippers as well with Kawhi and Paul George like it's they're they're a good duo duo but it's just not LeBron James so it's just it's shocking but um yeah it was Honestly, I was so excited. I was so excited for everybody, for Dwight Howard, the irony of him getting his um, first ring with the Lakers. As you know, as I mentioned, my distaste for Dwight, what he did to me, (laughs) he didn't do nothing. He just like, he just left the Lakers. That's it. But, um, (laughs) but like that was enough. And so for him to come back and like, like you mentioned, to go on a contract as well, that is not, um, and not a security, he's not secured, and to do it and say, like, I want to win with this team, I want to do it so bad that I'm willing to, like, go on and be part of the Lakers without anything being secured, that tells you a lot about how his intent was to win and how much he deserves it. You have, like, Danny Green, three-time NBA champ now with three different teams as well, and then you have Mm -hmm. LeBron James, you have AD, you have Kuzma, who's winning his first championship, you have Caruso winning his first championship, and it's like, you kind of watch them grown up and like go from being like these little summer league babies into like full blown champions. And it's like, it's, yeah. it's honestly a win that I feel like they really did deserve. They won and they fought for it. So it's a much needed win. It's a much needed win for myself as a Lakers fan. Like I could not go one more year. I could, I refuse. <laughs> I refuse Nobody to go. Could. It was Nobody can, y'all y'all really waited like for a good minute to get this and like I, I mean I respect Lakers fans because they're proud but dang it's been a sad decade. Painful. Sad. Kobe got Pain. Kobe got hurt. You know people left. Shaq retired. You know like a lot of 
a lot happened over the course of 10 years there was so much rebuilding to do and then like i said you know the the angel of the franchise kobe literally becomes an angel and passes away in such a freak accident with his daughter uh so like i said adversity and and people who take adversity and turn it into something as beautiful as a championship I mean, you have to respect it. It's humbling. Mm-hmm. It's it's honoring. It's in, inspiring. And not to say that the Heat are not also an inspiring team that, that they came through. Uh, nobody expected them to. Not a single person. The Heat were never mentioned in mm-hmm. a in a finals prediction. You know what I'm saying? Um, and maybe not even predicted to to win two games, but give it up to them too. That the, the whole NBA league, honestly, ev- everybody. <laughs> Everybody did a great job as far as bubble idea, precautions, zero positives of COVID-19. Most of the players had respect for everything that they were trying to do to keep each other safe. And I I think, and obviously, the social justice messages and the the boycotts and uh, just everything they really tried to do to impact the voting and you know, giving money to felons so they could vote uh, in the state of in the state of Florida. I mean, these players and these coaches, the staff, everybody really came out and and showed that mm-hmm. they care as a as a company, like yeah. as a billion dollar company, because that's what the NBA is. They're a billion dollar company. They run off money, just like most American things. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but they had enough sense to be like, okay, if we're gonna do this, we're gonna do this in a invigorating platform kind of way. We're yeah. going to take advantage of the fact that we can play and show everybody why we're choosing to play. Um, and even okay. to that very end, you know, even LeBron came out and said, you know, a lot has gone on this year and we want to continue that message. That message is, you know, not depleted because the season is over. It's because, yeah. uh, you know, this is something that's in our hearts forever type thing. And that's also going to be asterisked on the championship that they it won is. in a year where black people and people of color were blatantly put down <laughs> blatantly, exactly. you know, in, in our faces every single day. So I, I give them a lot of credit, everybody. They do. For sure. I agree with you. It was such like a year full of adversity. It's still happening as we speak. So we can't like talk, take it any lightly, but for the Lakers to come out and do what they have done and, use it as such a platform in the NBA as well. I think I think that's commendable. And before we move on, I think also we need to give props to um, Jeannie Buss because she just became controlling owner and president in 2017. So she did this yeah. in three years. Talk about some adversity because I remember 2011, 2010, how you know everybody was like okay well this is going to be the restart and this one's going to be it and we have all these draft picks and da 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 and it's like no genie was like let me take over here for now and then she kind of made this happen so i feel like she deserves a lot of the credit as well as lebron as well as anthony davis as well as coach like they all deserve the credit but now that we gave her credit we can move on (laughs) the clippers also Power to females all over the world, women all Excuse over the me, world. Excuse me, yes. She was the first woman owner That's to true. win a championship mm-hmm. in the NBA, which is like, girl, you, girl power, okay? Look girl. what happens when a female just comes in and switches things around. I don't know. Sounds kind of positive to me. Know. Right? Sounds like we kind of good at this. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. So hmm. I think 
that's going to open up a lot of doors for women in the front office throughout the NBA and hopefully a ripple effects to a lot of other for leagues sure. because people have to understand that women are just as capable of getting shit done. Or more. If not more. If not more than men. Okay? <laughs> I love how we're on the same page. Yes. <laughs> You're right here, girl. You're right here. For real. But yeah. Um, so again, big congrats to the Lakers. We're just gonna give some end of season thoughts to other teams in this West Coast area because Lord knows Let's do it. <laughs> there was a lot after the Clippers yeah. first off tanked uh, in the playoffs. They lost their coach, Doc Rivers. I don't totally agree uh, with the way they don't. went about that, but that's how they chose to go about it. Um, and then obviously we have the Warriors and we have some lesser teams like the Kings and stuff like that as far as expectations returning. Uh, but yeah, what, what do you think about the West Coast bubble or teams like ending um, ending the season? Well, I, I'm going to disagree with you. I think that it was technically the right choice to let go of Doc Rivers. Not because he did anything wrong, but it's just yeah. that I feel like his time was up with the Clippers. He has had so many opportunities to kind of bring the Clippers to the championship, to a championship. Playoffs, mm -hmm. okay, second round, third round, finals, I don't know. I think they, his time was up with the Clippers. He knew it, and I think the Clippers knew it, and it wasn't maybe as dramatic as it had to be. But, I mean, um, we have talked about this before. The Clippers were not gelling their chemistry was not there even though they wanted to make it happen and make it a thing i don't think we ever saw it as like a real real thing and then as as for head coach it's not that he made mistakes but he had few that i think were kind of defined the games so i feel like even right. for the series like we mentioned the heat adjusted the lakers adjusted to each other i don't think the clippers really adjusted towards the end and look at what happened um, against the Nuggets. So I think that kind of goes back to the coach because no matter as how, how hard you play or what you want to do, the coach is the one that tells you how you're going to be playing. And I don't think he adjusted to perfection for the Nuggets or even adjusted at all for them to come back and just like win, 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 and then take it away from them. So, I mean, yeah. I don't... I don't know. I just feel like it was their time was due. I feel like he might have some success with the 76ers. We shall just wait and see. But as for the Clippers and them parting, I think that was like overdue. For Kawhi and Paul George, I think they need to have like a little therapy session and just kind of bond. I don't know because I feel like it just wasn't there towards the end. I don't know. I would be mad as a player if my other teammate didn't show up or vice versa. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't want to. I don't want to talk shit. But <laughs> you know, I, I mean, just <laughs> if the shoe fits <laughs> exactly. Because you know, we have talked. Maybe it was because they didn't play enough with each other, so they couldn't really vibe off vibe off of each other, which we also talked about. So I mean, there's just many factors. Let's see if the Clippers can adjust. That's. Yeah. I feel like that's going to be the main thing. Like, will they be able to find a coach that fits the players that they have now? Or are they gonna? What are they gonna do to kind of adjust and make themselves a team, a championship team going forward? I don't know. Yeah, Will they be able to do that? Mm. I think it's really, really, really up in the air. Also, considering if you know people are going to leave or mm -hmm. who's on free agency, 
Um, you know, who they may pick up in the draft, which is literally around the corner. Isn't it like next week or something like that? Oh my gosh. We're going to be back to talk about yes, that too. But sure. anyways, uh, yeah, I, I think I agree that the time with Doc Rivers kind of expired, but I feel like I'm a little more curious to have seen what would have happened after they learned from all of these mistakes this year. Um, I think they're really going to need to hire a coach quickly to figure out all the mistakes that happened this yeah. year because I feel like there is a never-ending list. Um, and if they want to, they have to re-sign their top men, Marcus Morris, Montrez Harrell. So they also have a lot mm-hmm. of money on the line uh, despite everything else, yeah. despite their therapy session that they need. They also need, like, a financial therapy session. <laughs> um, so we're... <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. I'm speechless, honestly, to see how that puzzle is going to come together. But on the flip side, you have the Warriors that lost their entire team uh, mm-hmm. this year and finished with, I don't even know if they won 15 games. <laughs> like, I don't even know. Uh, they they crumbled and they were in a rebuild. But I, I was listening to, you know, a lot of talk shows saying that maybe the Warriors needed this year off mm-hmm. after those back-to-back championships. And I think that makes sense. Maybe, you know, they're they're definitely in the run uh, for a championship next year with all their men coming back healthy. Literally, their whole arsenal is coming back healthy. Uh, they still have their amazing coach, Steve mm-hmm. Kerr, and they still have, like, a lot of young players that learned a lot this season, even after losing a terrible amount of games. But, Agreed. <laughs> um, you know, they they had rest, they had lessons learned, and they still had they still have their core. That's what they have. They still have their consistent core that knows how to win championships. I think they're going to be a problem. That's scary. Yeah, that's scary. I mean, it's win or yeah. win for them. So I feel like if you're going to get everybody back healthy and stay healthy, you can just yeah. and now that you've seen how the Lakers have played, now that you've seen how the Clippers have played, now that you've seen how the Heat have played. They're probably making adjustments as well and thinking, okay, well, we got to get ready if we are going to compete. That we might go yeah. against these teams. So, what do we have? What do we need? And then the draft is coming up, like you said. So, I'm sure it's going to be either a lot of movement or a lot of, yeah, a lot of movement, I feel, because they yeah. want, you want to get ready. And we don't even know when next season is going to start. That's a good point. That's a good point. (laughs) That's not going to (laughs) happen. That's not going to happen. So there's a lot, a lot of question marks uh, with when the next season is Mm -hmm. actually going to start and how that's going to be played despite COVID or whatever else is going on in this crazy world that we're living in right now. Um, But, yes, one, one little shout out, the WNBA uh, won their championship, the Seattle Storm. They did. And Sue Bird in her 17th year as well, kind of mirror image of LeBron mm-hmm. as far as the GOAT comparison to uh, basketball overall. Amazing player, amazing team. Also did it under crazy, crazy circumstances. Yep. Um, and I, I think it was beautiful the way that WNBA did what they needed to do without half of the resources that the NBA had. Um, and they were able to pull it off and win and go home healthy and happy to their family. So shout out to the Seattle Storm and Sue Bird and, and Brianna Stewart and all of those ladies because they did an amazing job. And if you don't support the WNBA, you better because they're real. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, it was. A, I think it was well done. Like people forget they're also in a bubble. They're also not with their families. And if they do, they have not most of them there. So it's a huge mm-hmm. win. 
regardless and um you're right they have less resources but they still got it done and their ratings went up so that should tell you something yes that should tell you something i think for the regular season 68%, <laughs> and you know why because they actually were willing to put the girls on the women the girls girls women whatever female prowler whatever but they were able to put them on national broadcasts like espn espn exactly. 2 abc uh cbs people you know channels that people watch on a regular that's on a regular guy no matter where you live no matter what access you have to what cable so mm -hmm. i think if they keep putting money into that getting them on tv more people will watch because people love sports yeah and women sure. play just as hard as men it, even if the haters or you know uh, uh the gaslighters want to think that they don't <laughs> they do no yeah some people are just talking i just ignore those people now i'm just like you don't know how hard it is to shoot a basketball you don't <laughs> right so, i'm like <laughs> you have played since third grade mark get off these comments <laughs> <laughs> exactly like you i okay i went to go shoot a basketball last time because i was so bored i was like this is not fun when the basket's not going in so it's tough it's tough okay yeah exactly right yeah we covered everything that was fun we did. yeah so we could close it out it's, it's okay. your turn you can close All right. it out and then we'll say bye to the ig people okay. well thank you for listening to west coast mix and bounce we will be back for draft stuff and draft information to talk about but yeah this was also our first instagram live so if you are hearing on our podcast make sure to join us next time on ig um live my at is Leslie TV and Bronas is the real Bronas. So if you're listening through through um, iTunes or Spotify, come to our I IG. <laughs> That'd be fun. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Follow us on IG and Twitter and all of that. Thank you guys for listening. To Thank podcast. you for listening. We'll catch y'all next time.